the most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Blue Throne's new partnership model just received an $85 million credit line and now allows you, app creators, with product market fit to stay in the game and not sell your entire business. And you still get to enjoy the excitement of scaling through Blue Throne's advanced SDK technology, publishing network, and their specialized scale team. Look, growing your app beyond a certain point all by yourself is almost impossible. Trust me, I've scaled a lot faster by teaming up with others. Because your beloved baby, your app, must mature and transform into a company. Blue Throne's new partnership model is better than any VC investment because it gives you cash in hand, your life back, and the right to see your app adopted by millions while making millions. Learn more by going to bluethrone.io. That once again is bluethrone.io. Got an app idea that you think will be the next unicorn but you don't know what to do next? Well, with more than 15 years of experience creating software, b7dev.com can help you out. Schedule a free one-hour call by going to b7dev and let them know that Steve sent you. That, once again, is b7dev.com. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of AppMasters. Dot com, the place you go every Friday, tuning in to learn about what works in the app marketing space. And today we've got a phenomenal guest. We've done a couple of workshops together and been a real great partner of ours. So if you're looking for a mobile attribution platform, go check out airbridge.io. But today we're going to talk a lot about CPP, holistic app marketing, and why a blended app marketing approach is the right way to go. So without further ado, let me introduce the guest. His name is Roy Nam. He is the founder and CEO of Airbridge, airbridge.io. Let's bring him in. What's up, Roy? Welcome to the show. Hi, Steve. All right, Roy. Well, let's kick it off. I mean, I know with... Do you want to start with like maybe just the impact of Apple's ATT, you know, app tracking transparency? I'm trying to remember all these acronyms, but you want to talk about the impact and then how maybe leveraging Apple's you know, CPPs can help you with that as well? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so maybe I'm going to bring up some slides. You want me to throw them up? Mm -hmm. Tell me when. They're up. Okay. There you go. Great. Yeah, so as you mentioned, there's so many things that are happening in a mobile space now. Um, so by the way, I'm Roy, I'm from Airbridge. So um, definitely a lot of these new changes, uh, not only just including ATT, but also there's some, a lot of these regulations like GDPR, CCPA, and COPA uh, coming out to the market. And also at the same time, we're seeing a lot of these you know, web browser cookies are getting deprecated. And um, amongst all of these changes, as you mentioned, Apple's app, you know, ATT, which kind of like um, really enforces the apps to get the user's consent on tracking their advertising IDs is actually impacting the entire mobile ecosystem. 
And what we can actually learn from all these changes is that you know granular measurement is being phased out. So we used to be uh, using a lot of these granular user identifiers like ad IDs, cookies, and all these uh, maybe hashed emails and more. But without you know all these like granular user level identifiers, definitely it's impacting the entire mobile ecosystem and how we measure and optimize things. So let me just like deep dive into what's happening here. So normally, uh, you know, iOS 14.5 and ATT, especially this uh, new type of change, pose two types of challenges. One is visibility loss, and second one is the signal loss. Sometimes we confuse these two, but when we really go in, into, you know, deep, uh, deep dive into each one of these, actually they're so much different. So visibility loss, what is that? Basically, it refers to the difficulties that marketers may have in measuring the effectiveness of advertising channels campaigns, or creatives. So what it means is we used to know which channel, which creative, which campaign is most effective in terms of ROI, and it's getting more and more difficult to find out you know, effectiveness of each channel, campaign, and creative. So that's the visibility loss. And there's another type of loss that we're facing, which is signal loss. So signal loss refers to the decreased integrity of user behavior data being sent to advertising channels, which could reduce the accuracy of ad targeting. A little bit difficult, but I'm going to actually explain to you in the later slide. So let me just briefly talk about the visibility loss once again. So what happens uh, when we actually, you know, when the MMPs like Airbridge show the data to you, what happens behind the scene is actually there are two types of entities right here. One is ad platforms. Uh, ad platforms, as you can see, like it can be all of, all of them that you actually run campaigns on. And on the other hand, you have mobile apps. And normally what happens is inside these mobile apps, you would have installed the MMP SDK and MMP SDK collects data from mobile app and eventually exchanges data with these ad platforms and do their calculation, do the attribution. So why does ATT matter uh, in, this, in this diagram? So basically, you know, there's like the ATT opt-in rate in the industry is actually around like 25% to 40%. So sometimes it's like even like 15%. Sometimes it's go as low as like 12%, 10%. So you can see it's pretty low. But what happens is when we want to exchange the data with these ad platforms through MMP, we use the advertising ID as a matching key, which means uh, in order for you to really get the touchpoint data, click and view data from these ad platforms, not only you have to get the consent on your own mobile app, uh, and get the ad ID, use them as a matching key, but also at the same time, on the other hand, these ad platforms should have their own advertising IDs in place that they can use to match it back to their own users. So um, mobile apps having to have the ad ID, ad platforms having to have the ad ID, and they should be matched together so that exchange can happen. And then the MMP can use that data for analysis. But because it's like 25% here, 25% here, and the matching rate decreases. So that leads to the visibility loss that we are facing currently. So that's about the visibility loss. Um, so a simpler picture could be, you know, opt-in rate 20 to 40%, opt-in rate here, 24%. Actual matching rate can be much lower. Mm. So like signal loss, kind of the same, but you know, when we think of the signal loss, it's basically the same function, but a little bit going further down into how all these advertising platforms are delivering ads to the right people. 
So essentially, all of these optimization algorithms are based on machine learning and AI. And what, a, what all of these like machine learning and AI do essentially is really finding the users who are most likely to purchase or most likely to install or maybe most likely to conduct certain action A. And then how do they know that these people are likely to conduct this certain action A right. is based on the historical data that they get from these advertising app applications, you know, advertisers. So because they know who already installed the app, because they know who already made the purchases, they actually can calculate based on, you know, these past behaviors and find out those who are most lookalike, those who are most similar to these users uh, that we already know that they that have conducted conducted these actions. So because, you know, there's a decreased matching rate, once again, uh, it's really hard to find these similar users, which means it's really harder to find those people who are likely to purchase something or install something. But because of that, it really impacts uh, some yeah. of the efficiencies that we've been experiencing in the past. So this, I would say, is kind of the sum, summing up of what's happening to the scene right now and the impact of the loss of the uh, NIDs. I think this is an important side, Roy. I know a lot of people are facing this. You know, one of my clients in the fitness space, he was targeting within Meta people who are likely to activate a trial. And since this tracking becomes so hard now, we're not able to get the low cost per installs, the low CAC, the cost per customer anymore. And then with Google, we experience this and I'm, it's like a light bulb goes off, right? And that's why I love doing these things because we were like, all right, let's look for people who are likely to start a trial through Firebase. But then now it's becoming harder again because we are using Google Ads to drive iOS installs. And when we change the setting to just be like, let's just focus on installs, it started spending. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely there are a lot of ways to cope with these issues. Uh, yeah. One of the most, you know, best tips that I can always like give up to the, to the advertisers is really to adopt the conversion API. So conversion API, AKA Cappy. So many of these advertising platforms are having their own Cappy interface. And then what it essentially do is it allows advertisers to send the data with additional identifiers, cached emails, uh, or maybe click IDs. So leveraging all these additional identifiers, you may, you may can actually recover some part of the matching rate. So mm -hmm. Cappy is definitely one very effective uh, measure that I always recommend. And another method you can easily take is really thinking about, you know, other types of channels, maybe intent-based channels uh, like search ads or context-based channels like native ads or being creative centric. So definitely, uh, so, you know, loss of the AT, loss of the ad IDs does not mean loss of the behavior targeting itself. So definitely behavior targeting is ever advancing when you're AI and machine learning technologies. So, Definitely, we should have some confidence and keep continuing what we've been doing. But at the same time, we can think of other media types like context-based, intent-based, or maybe become creative-centric. So you come up with all out of these creatives and test them out and just find those who are having the best responsiveness. Uh, and maybe you double down on these creatives to maximize the ROI. So these are the generic advices that I can give out to the advertisers in this case. Yeah. Hey, Roy, how do we, is it, is Cappy or the conversion API, is that part of meta or is that like something that if we work with Airbridge, you guys handle, like, how does that work? Yeah. So Cappy is normally supported by most of the primary advertising platforms. Obviously okay. when you type in just Cappy, you'll, you're going to find out many and many of these official documentations on place. 
So it's a server-side API, uh, and you can always like, look into these documentations this. and maybe you know, find your own API key inside your developer portal mm. and use it. Mm. Got it. Okay, so you got to go through, if you're going to run meta ads, you got to go through the com- meta CAPI, and that's K-A-P-I, right? Like conversion API, just to reiterate. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. It's and then Apple has their own. Use. <laughs> uh, it depends on each platform, and okay. I would say most of these, you know, advertising platforms um, that are mo- they're having like display ads, video ads, and use like behavior targeting mechanisms. Uh, they would certainly have Cappy, but yeah. the smaller uh, ad networks and smaller media platforms might not have Cappy. So I would okay. say Cappy is kind of more leaning towards the bigger advertising platforms nowadays. Yeah. Got it. Love it. Okay. Let's say, is there anything else on the ATT side that you wanted to cover on your slides? Okay. No, well, I, I want to say, yeah, I don't mm-hmm. people too. Mary's here. Good to see you, Mary. Got to meet her. George. See you remember all these familiar names from London. Good to see you, Adrian. You missed it. Good to see you back. And Josh is here as well. Luke, it is just you in the stream. And then, Sumin is here too. She's staying up late for us as well. Roy is staying up late. He's in South Korea and he is staying up mm-hmm. late to do this with us. So a lot of great content and good afternoon, Kevin. All right, Roy, we want to talk a little bit about CPPs and how you can leverage it for maximum growth. Maybe use it for attribution. You know, we'll talk about it. So I'll let you kind of decide mm-hmm. where you want to head with that. So let me know when you want me to bring it up. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm good with CPP. I'm good with any topic. Um, yeah. Okay. Ready? Yeah. All right here. I'll bring it up right here. And Jacob, can this stream be uploaded later? Jacob, it's gonna live on YouTube forever, bro. Come on. <laughs> All right, here we go. Awesome. Yeah. So thanks, Steve, for you know bringing up another slide. It's about CPP. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I mean, it's not a coincidence that today's topic is mastering holistic and marketing. And I believe that CPP is actually a very, very good example. Um, you know, itself is a good bridge between, you know, organic marketing that we call as ASO. And also at the same time, it kind of like has its one leg on, you know, the mobile marketing, the paid marketing as well. So CPP is kind of in the middle. It's kind of a good bridge uh, that kind of connects the paid advertising and the ASO. So I can definitely deep dive into CPP for the next uh, maybe four to five minutes with these slides. Um, so yeah, let's dive in. Um, myself, it's a little bit of myself. Uh, skip that. So <laughs> let's understand more about custom product pages. Um, so when we think about ASO, uh, definitely there's so many ways to categorize ASO into different parts. But if I really simplify that, I would say there are two types of optimizations that you can do. One is keyword optimization, AKA KWO, and creative optimization, CO. And um, you know, keyword optimization, if I just briefly uh, explain, is all about finding keywords that are most relevant to your application, uh, doing some keyword research, doing competitor analysis, finding those keywords that are pretty effective for your organic, uh, driving your organic traffic, and using these keywords inside your title, subtitle, keyword list, or description to really drive more traffic with these or you know with these keywords. So that's like keyword optimization. And another like bigger part that I want to mention today is creative optimization, 
And according to Feature, um, actually, in 2023, the biggest ASO wins will come from creative optimization. Why is that? So creative optimization is all about, you know, just keep testing and really optimizing app icons, you know, screenshots, preview videos, and all of these creative assets that you can find on the App Store and Play Store. So normally what you can do about it is you would you can run, you know, all kinds of product A-B testing. There's, there's some like native functions inside these app stores or Play Store that you can use or some like solutions like Replica uh, that you can use to really test out, you know, the product pages. But it actually takes a lot of time because, for example, like Apple's product page, you will come up with the three bears. You will have to wait uh, until you get the responses back. The feedback loop is pretty, I would say, takes about three, three weeks at least. So in order for you to do the rapid test and also in order for you to drive you know, better, I would say, CTR and CVR, one thing that we want to talk about today is really leveraging custom product pages. So what is custom product page? Uh, it, it's really an easy concept. So product page, always there's a default product page. So whenever you go into the App Store, type in, you know, just go into the that application's product page, there's a default product page, which is always there. But Apple allows you to create up to 35 more different custom product pages. And you can actually experiment with these custom product pages, make like 35 different other versions of your product page and use them for your paid marketing and use them for your uh, maybe tracking links. So in this case, it's the same app called Mountain Climber. It's an official example provided by Apple. So maybe some people are using this app for you know backcountry trails. Maybe some people are using this app for rock climbing. Maybe some people are using this for bike trails. So what you would do is you will you will create you know each one of these uh, different product pages, use them respectively uh, for each one of these purposes, and why you do it is to enhance user experience with custom tailored product pages. And the simple logic behind is everyone loves personalization. Everyone would love to be tailored um, for that reason and users, it's the same. So consistency from start to finish in UA experience, definitely increasing content relevancy to user and some highlighting product features that are most relevant to each user cohort, uh, you will be able to Increase the click-through rate, tap-through rate, increase the conversion rate, which in turn leads to decrease of the CPI, increase of the ROAS. So we always uh, recommend you taking full advantage of CPPs to get the most out of your marketing budget. So yeah, I mean, this, hey, this has to- Can uh, I yeah. pause here? Sure. So like one thing I know with meta ads, you can use custom product pages now. And we've, we've definitely used that for some of our clients and we're seeing really good results with just saying like, mm -hmm. Hey, don't do this. And then the CPP has that same. So we're using different messaging for different campaigns, mm -hmm. but I don't think we can use it on any other ad platform yet. Unless I'm mistaken, mm -hmm. like it's mm -hmm. only meta that has that capability and mm -hmm. obviously Apple search ads. Well, as you mentioned, Steve, yeah, you're right. So it really depends on each platform's policy and their, you know, their, I would say, um, capabilities that they provide yeah. to the users. So normally, uh, mobile DSPs, they actually, when when the redirection happens, they rely upon uh, MMPs tracking links. 
So in that case, if the tracking lane can support this TPP, of course, the mobile DSPs can support that accordingly. I see. But some of the SANs, uh, you mentioned Meta just now, but some of these SANs uh, will not actually allow MMP to embed the tracking link, which kind of handles the redirection you know, instead of them. So they would actually do the re redirection themselves. In that case, uh, the official support for CPP should be there in order for advertisers to use the CPP for their marketing pur purposes. Hmm. Yeah, I like it. Okay, hmm. let's get into the next part of the presentation. Yeah, so we talked a lot about the concept itself. So now we are going to, you know, talk about the real life examples. So we we believe that there are like three key variations of utilizing CPPs. One is by audience. Second is by seasonal promotion. And third is by, you know, thinking about competition and really how to stand out from competition. So three of these use cases, examples of CPP. So first case um, comes from a travel um, industry, Expedia. We all know Expedia. So default case, so definitely there are like three, two CPPs we, we brought to you. Um, all mm -hmm. of the data that we're using uh, today is from mobile action, the ASO and a search.com solution. So definitely they represent uh, the use case pretty well. So by default, they talk about stays, flights, car packages, things to do, cruises, all of them. But for those who are, you know, searching, you know, hotel reservations, hotel near me, hotel price here, they actually highlight the picture of the hotel, which kind of like appeals to that type of user persona, that type of user group uh, in a more relevant manner. And also car rental, you can see there's a car on the screenshot. So those who are, you know, searching for enterprise, car hire, car rent, they're going to see this image instead of this image. So this is one example, a very good, great example that's segmenting the users by the use case. Another interesting example that I, you know, uh, found is from Uber Eats, uh, also from Mobile Action. So by default, I, I think this is Chinese mm. food. Um, and those who are, you know, searching for grocery, you have eggs, you have, you know, you have baguettes and this, yeah. uh, something like that. And here for the fast food, McDonald's, Chipotle, you, you have the burger here in the screenshot. So very simple variations, but pretty effective to those who are entering the product page because this is the first screenshot that they're going to see when they enter the app store. Hey, Roy, I'm going to interrupt mm -hmm. here too. If you can go sure. back real quick, yeah, you can see, I know you guys can't see. Oh, actually, just keep it on the fast foods if you don't mind. So yeah. The fast food stuff, I want to highlight too. Look, the first three screenshots show. So Roy's obviously just showing the first one. It's, but if you look at the background, you see KFC in the background for fast food. So you need the free grocery in the background for that too. So the first three are the most critical. And what I always say with this, and kind of Roy pointed this out in the beginning, was have some social proof. Like that first screen should always talk to what that main benefit is. And clearly they're all doing it. And then the second and third, Try to have incorporate some social proof in that. We've seen really good success with that. Okay, I'll let you jump on to the next one. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Steve. I mean, three first screenshots are the most important one, uh, most important assets, and definitely, it, I think it's a great advice. So, yeah, just more examples to come: uh, seasonal it. promotions, car snacks. By default, it's just e cars get cars easy. But Mother's Day, they come up with this, you know, Mother's Day tailored custom product page, graduation. So many people graduated, you know, pretty recently. 
So they actually use this custom product page to tailor these uh, you know, people who are graduating. And interestingly, you can see there's a gift card right here. So they're not only just like yeah. telling you that you can you know, send the graduation cards, but at the same time, send them the gift cards together with them. So I think this is uh, one of the great examples of how to use uh, custom product pages based on seasonality. You think of Valentine's Day, Christmas, Easter, New Year, anything that comes all the way in them uh, as, as, a, as a custom product page use case. And maybe the last one, maybe this has been resonated uh, in, in a few gross communities I, I've seen, yeah, and seen in the past. Because it's a little bit witty uh, how they make all these rhymes. <laughs> so Opera browser, uh, by default, they kind of stress out their VPN capabilities. But uh, when certain people, when when certain keywords arise, like you know Firefox, uh, they actually have this very little bit provocative, little bit witty uh, fire the fox uh, screenshot, and they kind of do the same thing to Microsoft Edge, um, just like get the cutting edge instead. So I think uh, so this this example I I brought to you because it, it it's really easy to understand. But at the same time, I want to stress out the importance of you know really telling the differentiations of your own product against your competitors. So uh, we, I intentionally like hit some of the size, you know, in the back. Um, however, when you actually do that, please make sure to really state uh, your differentiation compared to the competitors that you're actually comparing right now so that the users can understand. Hey, Roy, I'm going to interrupt this one too. So I, I sure. really love this. This is my favorite by far because where we have seen custom product pages, now I'll speak openly about custom product pages. I wouldn't go all in. I'd take it one step at a time. You know, we try to go all in. Don't bury yourself. I know a lot of people, developers I talk to tend to be like, Steve, I'm going to create 500, you know, like 35 custom product pages because that's how, like, don't do that. Start with two or three or maybe one or two and then get going because when we went crazy, we didn't always see an improvement in click-through rates and conversion rates. Now, that's my experience. Everybody has their own. But what I do feel like with this, this example with the competition, we do know that competitor keywords do convert well. So hmm. that's why I love this. We, with one of our clients, we're actually seeing lower cost per installs. Now, this is just, mm -hmm. we don't know what the CAC is, but we, we're seeing lower cost per installs going after our competitors' terms versus like browser, you know, like this example. If we went after browser, it might be a five, $6 cost per install, but if we went after Firefox, we're actually seeing maybe a two to $3 cost per install. And also using words that the audience is searching for does increase conversion. So this is why I love this example too. Obviously, people are searching for Firefox, and so they say fire the fox. People are searching for Microsoft Edge or Edge itself. So get the cutting edge instead. And then the Chrome example for Opera is, hey, ditch the basic browser. And so the I love Chrome, by the way. But like that's the advantage of doing it, like having the keywords highlighted in your first screenshots do does impact the, the downloads too. So hmm. that's my take. Yeah. I just totally agree with you, Steve. Sometimes like people, when they first listen about, you know, custom product pages, they try to just like do all at once. Yeah. <laughs> but as you mentioned, sometimes like badly made or badly created custom product pages actually can even decrease right. CCTR and CVR. So maybe just like experimenting with one or two. And really, if you believe that this is working, you can expand all the, all the time. So definitely I, it's a valuable advice. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, the rest of the slides, 
you know, how to incorporate CPPs into your workflow because uh, you have to use it. Um, so basically, uh, we believe that there are like two main use cases. First of all, you can use it with the Apple search has. So Apple search has allowed you to um, really map these custom product pages to each one of the, you know, keyword groups. And uh, that can definitely reflect the intent of these keywords uh, really well. And that's maybe the most commonly uh, seen or observed use cases and success cases of CPP. But at the same time, I want to mention that some of these mobile DSPs, some of the ad networks, or some of the places that you can put the tracking link into, uh, you can still use the CPP. And uh, you know, just the reason why you can do this is because normally like MMPs like Airbridge, we allow you to put in the CPP link. When you create the tracking link as a destination, we allow you to do the same for custom store listings as well. Mm. And because it's wrapped into the tracking link, eventually you can use for you know any kind of like places, maybe influencer ads, maybe DSPs or anywhere you can put the tracking links. You can also use the CPP. So Apple search ads and um, and the uh, you know so tracking link and anywhere you embed the tracking link are the main two use cases of CPP. And I want to mention like just the last thing is definitely CPP's performance can be measured. Uh, so although if, if you're doing the holdout experiment best, because you can definitely get the most accurate incremental effect of the CPP, but if not, you can just like run the CPP everywhere and then just observe the CTR and CVR rate of each CPP. Plus, maybe if that's the combination, you know, the CPP plus keyword group or CPP plus creative or CPP plus like certain channel, you can, you know, do the breakdown and see if the CPP is working well. With, with all these combinations, and definitely MMPs uh, can help you understand the performance of the CPPs. So yeah, mobile action, uh, thanks to them, because uh, like, definitely mobile action provides all kinds of CPP intelligence uh, solutions. So I definitely have uh, found many of the examples that I presented today using mobile action. Yeah, so that's the end of the slide. Love it. Once again, it is airbridge.io if you guys want to check it out. And they do have a white paper, the future of marketing mixed modeling there that I want you guys to check out as well. But Roy, I want to, there's a question that Hussein has, who hopefully still there. He's from LinkedIn. Sir, how to increase download on Android application? Some applications not ranked for a PDF example. For example, he has probably a PDF reader app. So mm -hmm. what do you think, Roy? Well, <laughs> Steve, it's, it's a little bit of a broad question. So definitely. This is what I get every day. Right? Yeah. Because like, of course, like if we really just like, you know, think about the, you know, bird view uh, of your question, two things you can do. One, paid advertising. Second, you know, unpaid, which is mostly ASO and SEO. So I would suggest maybe do the basics, uh, of course. Uh, definitely thinking about ASO, doing the keyword optimization, creative optimization, and really, uh, you know, be confident about your app itself and the product page itself. And if you're really mm -hmm. confident with that, and if you believe that keywords uh, that you're getting, and then the traffic that is coming from all these organic keywords are increasing uh, upward trend, then I think you're good with the ASO and the you know, uh, the paid advertising part is really, be, it's, it's pretty broad as well. 
Steve, you wanna you wanna kick in and then yeah sure yeah <laughs> uh, let's go to my side. So look, Hussein, who's who or Usman? Look, PDF reader. I put it in there. Now I was doing a live stream or something with like. I forget who, but exactly they were talking about like PDF reader was one of the more popular searches. And I was shocked because I thought it was all branded, right? So you're competing with Dobies, you're competing with all these big guys in there. I agree with what Roy, if I had to work on a new client, if they have paid marketing, it's way easier to do ASO than if you have no paid marketing. If you have no paid marketing, what you got to do is really focus in, and this is what I shared in our San Francisco workshop is really focusing on the niche keywords or what I like to call the dirt, right? Because everybody's going after PDF reader, but you got to look into the dirt. And so what is the dirt? I use app follow when I'm doing keyword research here. So I'm going to do the dirt. And what I highlighted was all you need is a keyword that's around 30 search score. So whether it's edit PDF text or PDF filler, PDF scanner, those are more interesting of a keyword than going after PDF or even PDF maker, right? Those are more interesting to me because everybody's going after PDF reader, like everybody. And you're, mm-hmm. you're, if you have no paid marketing, you're just not going to compete with them. So that's how you do it. Obviously set it up, but I think UA is important. Like I said, I'd rather work with a client that has a UA model because then ASO becomes easier. But if you don't, then you're going to really have to do a lot of keyword research and find the right ones. It's hard. It's not dead. Mm. It's hard. Mary, we just helped. She's number one for remember names now. So go check it out. Maybe I'll just like add one more thing to that, yeah. Steve. Uh, so I, I definitely agree with Steve. Uh, you know, like those like having the keyword like with like you know high popularities, you, you can't really just penetrate into these spaces. So definitely finding these niche keywords is a good thing, and maybe combining them with Apple Search Ads and even CPP could be even better. Because for example, yep. like PDF Reader. You, you can have all kinds of functions. Like you have a signature feature. Sometimes people want to edit the PDF. Or sometimes they want to convert the PDF to a PNG or any type of other you right. know, image formats. So really, not only just finding keyword, but also at the same time, understand the user intent behind that and translating all of the user intent into CPP and the group of keywords that you bid on Apple Search Ads could, can be effective. Yeah. And Roy, that's a great point because look, we search for PDF editor and you can see the rankings start to change a little bit. And also like what I found is the more niche you can get with the keyword or the lower in the dirt that you can get, the higher the conversion rates. So the intent is higher down here, mm-hmm. right? Than up here. Like, and I always use meditation as a example. It's like, okay, I don't know what kind of meditation you want, but I do know if you want deep breathing or pace breathing. And if I give you that as a, as a tool, you're more high, like you're highly likely to convert versus anything else. So like JPEG to mm-hmm. PDF, right? Doc scan. So those are better keywords yeah. or photo PDF. Mm-hmm. I do agree, Steve. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Well, George has a question. It says, Roy, Steve. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> what kind of conversion rate is common for Korea? I translate my app in Korean. I have more traffic, but only 5% conversion rate. That's pay store listing to install. Yeah. So it, it really depends on each category. And then it really depends on whether you're talking about the organic conversion rate or are you talking about, you know, you send the, the paid traffic to the price store and and the conversion rate. So conversion rate can differ in many circumstances. Um, so I cannot really just pick one reason, but so see, do you have any idea on this? 
Yeah, I was gonna pull up. Mm. I was trying to pull up mm. his app. Sorry, George, I forgot what it's called. <laughs> I'm trying to look it up right now. Let me find it. Crafters. Forgot what it's called, George. So I was trying to pull it up on. George, can you put it in the comments what the app is called? And then I'll try to pull it up. I know it's the 3D. I just forgot what the keyword was. It's AR ruler. AR ruler, George. Oh, yeah, yeah. Crafters, how about crafters? Interesting, interesting. In the comments are, uh, it's measure AR. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Measure tools AR. Yeah, I we met George, right? I definitely do uh, believe that. If, if, yeah, it's interesting to see how you really spotted that certain level of traffic is coming from the Korean market and eventually localized um, the language to support the customers. Um, here, pull it up in Korean. George, you're making me do so much work, bro. Maybe I'll take out. It's uh, I think it's KOKR something like that. This Let word? me find out myself. So, is it still in English, George? Like, it's is this it? It's still in English, yeah, yeah. It looks like it's still in English, so that might be the reason why. Have you localized the app store title and subtitle, short description, all that stuff? Because I don't see it in there. Okay. Oh. Okay. I I think it's actually uh I just you know I just like read um this in Korean. Uh I really wanna share the screen. Uh but I, I'm the only one who's seeing that right now. So Steve, you if can you can it. just type in yeah, I I'm not I'm not allowed to share, but I actually sent to you in a in a private message. So oh, okay. So actually, uh, the translation is poorly done. Uh, <laughs> to be frank with you, so I, I think you just literally machine translated it, and some of these sentences might really just read awkward. And uh, I think the Korean end users, uh, if you actually come up with the better quality localization, I think definitely it's going to be better because like, um, and also at the same time, I think the biggest issue is the title itself. Um, so the title itself is a little bit awkward if I read in Korean. So maybe it's, it's about the title, subtitle, and the description, and the screenshots entirely as well. So I think if you can make some improvements in terms of all these, uh, you know, all these uh, descriptions that are written in Korean language, I think is, is, is certainly going to help you increase the CTR and CPR. Yeah. All right. Roy's Roy's offering the services. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Roy. Don't bother Roy for Korean translation. <laughs> I love it. All right. The, so let's get into my favorite segment. And when I see your question, Romain, we're going to cover it right after my favorite part of the stream. Let's tell some dad jokes. All right, Roy, you want to play for dinner? I may be coming out to Korea, but we'll play, we'll play for dinner. How about that? Or drinks, <laughs> whatever you Sounds want. Sounds great. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's Just see. Just come. Yeah. Just come. <laughs> you want to go first or you want me to go first? <laughs> I think, you know, you're better than me, so you go first. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. I wonder if I should do a racy one. Okay. All right. I'm only five, seven with shoes. Okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll do a short person joke. Okay. Here we go. 
All right, it's working. Jor- Roy, you got to hand it to you got to hand it to short people because they can't reach it on their own. There you go. All right, Roy. What do you got? My turn. I prepared a that joke about mobile advertising. Okay. So, why did the mobile ad go to the psych- psychiatrist? Because oh. it had impression issues. I like it. Impression <laughs> issues. All right. So put S if you thought my joke was better, and put R if you thought my, Roy's joke was better, and then we'll look. Huge stakes on the line. All right. So if you want us to take a look at your app in a future YouTube live stream, all you got to do is go to appmasters.com slash audit, appmasters.com slash audit. All right, Eric says installs. He wants help with installs. So he's got 50K. The reviews are, you know, fine. It's a VPN app. Mm, Roy, you see anything on the App Store presence that you want to help him out with? Uh, well, it, it, actually, I'm not really an expert of AS as much as Steve is. But as an end user, uh, my my you know honest feedback here is really the first screenshot matters a lot, and the uh, first screenshot just by looking at the first screenshot you can't actually judge what this app is about. So maybe changing the first screenshot to be a more upfront and more direct, uh, you know, just like clarifying what this app is for, could be great. And also at the same time, uh, I suggest maybe changing some, you know, smaller things like app icons, screenshots, or subtitles or promotional messages. So these little things actually matter a lot. So these are the things that I can immediately spot from the product page. Yeah, I agree with you. I think, like we said before, like focus on some advertising. I mean, you think about a funnel. If you can't get it through organic, then you're going to have to some ads. That's just the the nature of the beast. And so what I would do is probably put VPN big and bold B, unless you're a big brand name, which I'm going to assume you're not because you only have 50,000 downloads. Just make it big and bold VPN. We do know that that works best. Your screenshots are butt ugly. It looks like it was made in 1998 when I first started coding onto the web. So I'm sorry, Eric, I'm just being brutally honest with you and access is spelled wrong. So it's two S's, but look, it's just Arial. I think you're using font like hire a designer i know one in the early days now it was a kid's app but when i it was black and white and i added some color and i didn't change anything to the app by the way no aso none of that just redesigned the entire app and paid somebody on 99 designs to help me do it it just immediately flipped so design is important and with screenshots like on google play unfortunately like the icon is the big thing so i would start with the icon first and foremost and then work my way down to the screenshots but Again, with the ASO earlier, you're going to have to find something more niche. VPN secure and fast. You're competing with the big guys when you just put this title. You got to find something better than this. And I wouldn't like, when I think about ads, I wouldn't think through, I want to, I would think through like what other markets might be high that have hopefully high revenue possibility and lower cost per install. So think about different markets, not just like the big ones out there as well. All right, we need one more vote, guys. We're currently tied from the dad joke. All right, let's take a look at the app itself, Roy, shall we? Let's do this mm-hmm. real quick. Sometimes I get scared what's going to come up on my screen. I just move things around. <laughs> All right, let's take a look at the app for Eric. VPN restrictions. Let's see. The paywall comes out. Oh, I don't like this. Skip. Okay, I can skip. That's not bad. Okay, paywall. No paywall. Show paywall. All right. 
I know AdMob has this thing where you can do an app open pay, like ad. So think about doing that. Uh, I think there's too many plans here. This this paywall needs a lot of work. One, you're making me tap twice, right? Like pick a plan and then get checkout. Like automatically put whatever your highest LTV is, whether it's weekly or monthly with VPN apps. I think weekly is a you know a popular VPN subscription because people just may be somewhere and they need it for a week and that's all they want to pay for. So think about weekly. I'd lose, I'd probably go weekly, monthly, and yearly and try to get people onto either the weekly or the yearly offers. They tend to have the higher LTVs than a monthly one. So let's see what happens here. Yeah. And then if you go weekly, I would give a trial, like a three-day trial. And then maybe you don't do on a monthly, yearly, maybe you don't want trials, but like yeah, maybe you don't need trials for this type of app, but I would definitely do weekly. And then when I close this, put like remove ads. When I close this, maybe you don't want to do it on the first one. Boom, you show an ad, right? So maybe not on the second open and beyond, that's what you start doing. So let's see what happens on the second open. I better see a paywall, Eric. Yeah. Hmm. Show that paywall. It says no ads. So show this on app open. I show this paywall. Make remove ads, all these features. There's no benefits to this paywall either. And then when mm-hmm. I hit no to remove ads in your premium features, then boom, you can show me an ad and then make more mm. money that way too. Yeah, I Anything agree you with you, Steve. Maybe I, I can just like jump in a little bit quick. Uh, you know, it's when, when it comes to the UA marketing uh, for subscription apps, I think like, to be honest with you, of course, I'm coming from the MMP background. I, I do love measurement, but at the same time, I have to admit that almost like 60 to 70% of the UA marketing uh, should be attributed to pricing, paywall optimization. So I definitely agree with you, Steve, that you should put the paywall up front. And also uh, maybe the paywall itself can be designed, uh, I would say, with more benefits, more, more social proof, with more creatives uh, and images in it. Maybe if you uh, if you need a quick, uh, quick tools to use, I certainly recommend purchasing a super wall uh, you know, as, as a paywall builders. And I also agree with you, Steve, that maybe going with the annual plan with the free trial monthly and weekly, because sometimes people want to just use it for one week. I think having these three, uh, you know, options instead of like one, three, six, 12 month, uh, could be better in terms of you know, customer choice. Um, yeah, so that's it. And it's pretty cheap. Like, it's like, 12 bucks a year, you almost have a negative effect. I'm like, what? 12 bucks a year? That's and the pricing isn't right. When I tapped on 12, okay, look what's so now I think it came up nine dollars, but whatever. Nobody wants to go premium. You want to unlock certain things. Yeah, it's 10 bucks a year, so like super cheap. It almost has a negative effect for a VPN app. Like charge two bucks, two bucks a week, or you know, whatever. Look at the competitors out there. You don't, you know, pricing's. I'm not going to get into it. It requires a lot of testing, but at the same time, like, you're going to have to. I think I'd look at the competition, see what the big guys are doing. All right. We need one more vote, guys. Mary said Roy, and then Romaine said S. So somebody break that tie, and I'll wait for you guys. Hey, Roy, we got a question from Romaine as well before we, mm-hmm. while we wait for the tie. He said, What are your. Any thoughts on Apple's Vision Pro for app publishers? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a big topic itself. It's a little bit far from the mobile ecosystem still. But if I'm to answer, of course, it's a big opportunity. 
you know, thinking, thinking like back in like, you know, 2011 or 2009, when really all of these ad marketplaces came out of the world for the first time, there were like only a few developers out there. No one was really, just, you know, running for the ecosystem like today. So maybe just being there and build some of these AR applications or VA applications become the early mover in this space can definitely benefit in longer term. But you would need some patience because the, I think the VR, AR marketplaces are just really starting to rise. Uh, so just like thinking about what we had back in like 2009, 2011, 2012, those apps that got released back then and really had patience to improve themselves over time really became successful as of now. So thinking of that, I think that's what we can take from you know the recent release of the uh, Vision Pro. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I would just tip, pick if I'm going to do anything, you know, since the iPhone that has revolutionized everything, there's been an iPad, there's been an Apple Watch, you know, I don't think anything is going to be as big as the iPhone was, but it is interesting that Apple's now getting to the AR field, super pricey, by the way. And so I would say, think about it, but maybe there's some possibilities here and see what was popular in the early days of the iPhone and how you can probably translate that to the vision pro. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right, George. I mean, George, thank you, George, for the vote. All right, Roy. I, he broke the tie. I won. I won the first round. Yes. Thank you, George. I appreciate you, bro. And he's excited to get about the vision pro Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. AR gets an upgrade. Yeah. I think this, it looks really cool actually. (laughs) <laughs> I saw the commercials. It was like really good. Hey, Roy, before we get into the next app audit, I want to mm-hmm. ask you about this. Like, you know, I was talking to somebody else and I apologize for who I was talking to, but he's talking about like, hey, you know, app marketing these days can't just be like ASO, although you can, mm-hmm. I think so, mm-hmm. depending on how well you know ASO, but like it needs to be blended. You can't just like yeah. measure Facebook by its meta by itself. You can't just measure ASA by itself. It's like you got to measure all together and then start really thinking at yeah, a blended CAC, a blended cost per install, a blended everything. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, great point. So like two separate worlds that we are living upon. One is the classic type of attribution based on granular user level data. The other uh, world that we are living on, but seldom we forget about it, is actually the world of SK Ad Network, Google's privacy sandbox. So when people think about SKA network, they think SKA network as part of you know the bigger attribution world. That's true, but actually, uh, SKA network is a whole new separate world. And actually, in order for you to really merge these two worlds into one, uh, you need to do that in a in a dashboard. You need to use uh, some of the solutions like you know Airbridge MMPs to do that. And uh, what happens is actually SKN network uh, just like, you know, separately, uh, you know, as an independent uh, attribution outside of the classic attribution solution. And what normally MMPs would do is if the user is attributed to certain channel campaign creative, so we call this as attributed users and the rest of rest of users, we call them as unattributed. So only if users are unattributed, uh, we can count the SKN network. So we will tell the SKN network if this user is attributed or unattributed, and we will merge the unattributed user's SKN network information plus the classic attributed user's information and merge these two together, which kind of duplicates 
the the possible overlap between these two worlds. So uh, to sum up, uh, two worlds: one classic attribution based on granular user level data; the other one, as a network, can merge these two worlds into one by deduplicating. And how it works is MMPs will normally, uh, you know, so SKA network usually have six bits. So just by using one bit out of six, we would uh, we would actually uh, kind of differentiate those who are attributed and unattributed and reflect them to the SKN network and help you dedupe and merge these two together. So I think that's kind of the best practice that are spotting in the market. You should be looking into the attribution, classic attribution, SKA network. If we go beyond, that lab attribution is certainly necessary as well. I love it. <laughs> it's getting so much more complicated than we'd like. All right. Roy, you got another dad joke? Yeah, unfortunately I do. Unfortunately I do. Redeem yourself. Well, right? yeah, I mean, I'll have the confidence. So what's the mobile marker's favorite exercise? Push notifications. <laughs> All right, Roy, <laughs> you stay highbrow. Okay, I'm going to go lowbrow. Roy, I tried to okay. explain to my four-year-old son that it's perfectly normal to accidentally poop your pants, but he's still making fun of me. There you go. All right, put S if you thought mine was better, and then put Roy or R if you thought Roy's joke was better. And last one, we'll make it quick for Joshua. He's got his app, and he said, give me some marketing strategies and optimization. Get to it was in downloads, thousand downloads, and I don't budget for marketing. All right, Joshua, I will help you. All right, Roy, what do you see so far? So this is an app that I don't even know what it does, but we'll. Well, I guess we can figure it out together. But yeah, I don't know what it does. Analyze your race performance. I, yes, I really try to understand as well. Uh, at first glance, I I couldn't really tell because I'm I'm not really the you know the you know jogger runner. But mm -hmm. I think same thing applies here, uh, you know, just like the v, uh, VPN case is uh, you can definitely work on the app icon screenshots and some of the elements that constitute the product page. So just by improving the product page and maybe working with the designers to improve some of the graphics and actually putting in the right keywords. So these uh, small things combined can definitely create a compound effect and, you know, contribute to your ASO. Yeah. Love it. Josh, what is the main benefit of this app? You know what I mean? Graphics of fit screen, broken links. I think you got a way more, you don't have a marketing problem right now. It seems like you have a product problem in my opinion. It's like you're getting these bad reviews of people who really want to do better. So I'm going to assume because, and I wouldn't put this, like I, I'm so proud of you that you got 700 downloads by being featured Let's on run. You should celebrate that. And I'm not trying to diminish that at all, but I wouldn't just make it known because it makes you look tiny as well. And people don't, don't have like adverse reactions to being that low. So what I would say is like, high school. Okay. You're in high school. Congrats, bro. Uh, 14 year old. Hey, you're out in Pleasanton, bro. That's insane. Okay. Uh, we're neighbors. Uh, okay. Uh, so calculate your rate race, you know, Make it big and bold, calculate your race times, have it be like run faster, right? Or get a faster time on your race, all that stuff. And that's how you lead with the benefits. People don't care so much about the 
features and make this big and bold, dude. You don't, I mean, there's so many great graphic tools out there. You don't really need a graphic designer. You can use Canva, Figma, all this stuff. You go on Dribble with three Bs and get inspiration for app icons and app screens and all that stuff and lean in. If you have no budget for marketing, bro, you're in high school and hopefully you're still in high school. So I don't know when you fill this form out, but like, think about like leveraging that, like you did it for let's run. Think about leveraging that some more. Talk to your, I don't know, I'm going to assume you're a runner in high school as well. But think about also from an ASO perspective, like leverage that for PR, which you did, right? And then from an ASO perspective, like running, running your coach, fast and fit shoes and tips. Like, I don't know what that really means, what you're trying to do. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, from an ASO perspective, I think about like, Let's run. Okay. That's a, hopefully it's a big magazine, but I've also found that Roy, like if you go into, yeah, let's run. Okay. If you leverage, we did this early on days. If you leverage terms that don't like that have a brand, but they don't have a brand in the app store. Those are great terms. And magazines sometimes are mm -hmm. really good terms that match your core audience. So your core audience are runners, joggers, all that stuff. If there's magazines out there that mm -hmm. probably don't have a an app that but they have a brand that people are searching for you can leverage that brand into your own aso so let's put let's mm -hmm. run yeah a runner's world i think it's a thing i don't know i i definitely agree with you see yeah, yeah. yeah runner's world i do know some things so yeah like 10k runner 5k you know like runner trainer there you go running trainer if that's what this app does this these are better these are better terms to go after. 5K trainer, right? Run training. Then mm -hmm. you're, look at that runner's world. For sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Cause like you were, the screenshot was talking about 600 to 10K. So definitely you have 10K already in, in your screenshot. So like, you know, yeah. like shoes and tips is they're so generic keywords and you can't really get any organic traffic from using generic keywords. So really drill down into specific keywords that, you know, see the suggesting based on some of the ASO tools could be a great option. I love it. Okay, let's get into the app itself and go really quick through the app. Ta-da! Oh, wow, okay. Oh my God. Uh, let's just say I run, let's just say I take about an hour to 10K. I don't even know what to do right here. Okay, 10K. Oh, it's a converter. So if I run a one hour 10K, I run 27 minutes for three miles. Is it 5K at three miles? I don't know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I see. Well, I could run like a eight minute mile. I know. I need to get better. I don't see what the benefit of this app is. Talk to me because I slow down. Oh, and the app crashes. Yeah, I don't know what the benefit of this app is right now. Joshua, so <laughs> it might just be simple because we can do the math. If I run 30 minutes for a 5K, I probably can do 60 mm. minutes for, and plus I slow down, you're tired. So anyways, great looking app, dude. It's a great, don't worry about it. It's a great way. Mm. Here's what I've learned. I'm going to speak to you, Joshua, because you're so young. You don't know what this app is going to do but it's a great thing to put on your resume. It's a great thing to put on whatever you're talking about for college applications. You know, 
Roy, I started a business back in 2023, 2003. <laughs> and I didn't put it on my resume because I was like, it's so tiny. You know, I only did it for a few months, but I was ranking number one for Batman decals and I was selling these stickers, decals mm -hmm. online. And then I was talking to, at the time I was working, in an interview for walmart.com running all their Google ads, mm. their PPC mm. campaigns. And we got to talk about, it. she's like, Sherry, shout out to you. She was like, Hey Steve, why don't you have this on your resume? And I was like, Oh, I thought it was too small. He's like, no, you got to throw this on the resume, man. Like this shows mm. initiative. So this is initiative, bro. Like be proud of yourself. Yeah. You got 700 downloads, keep at it, but don't just be like, Oh, it's a dumb app. Like be proud of this app too. All right. I agree with that. Uh Roy, anything else that we miss that you want to make sure we cover? No, I think we've covered all of the topics. Um, hmm. It is 2 a.m. in South Korea right now. So thank you, Roy, for staying up. I'm going to bring you the energy. Once again, guys, if you want, I got to really sit down with Roy and his team at MAU. We had dinner. So thank you for that, Roy. <laughs> and he was talking about how, like, somebody, if we can give a shout out to him, we... I talked to Schmoody guys and they're like, Hey, we, we just signed up with Airbridge suit. So we moved over and I won't name the name. We moved, moved over from a different MMP and Airbridge was so easy to implement and get it into our system. And the data is really, really good. And so I heard it like he wasn't, you know, I wasn't asking him. He just talked about it. So it is airbridge.io airbridge.io. If you're looking to really figure out what marketing channel is working best for you and see the down funnel metrics, you need an MNP and airbridge.io is the one I would recommend go checking out as well. Roy, anything else mm. you want to make sure we cover? If the audience wants no. to connect with you in any other way, mm -hmm. do you want to send them anywhere else? You can always connect with me on LinkedIn. You can search, you know, type in Roy Nam Airbridge with the, you know, you're going to just find me immediately. So <laughs> definitely appreciate you, Steve, for hosting okay. me today. Yeah. Great session. Great time today. Hmm. Roy, you lost. We didn't get any votes for round two, but that's okay. But so. I lost. did lose. I'm uh, sorry. I'm sorry, Roy. <laughs> so thank you, George, for breaking the tie. It is average.io. And then next week, we're going to talk all about product market fit with my boy, Nathan Hudson, who's going to join us. I got to meet him in London at APS, and he's going to join us live every Friday, 9 a.m. Pacific. So join us on this specific YouTube channel. I've got nothing else. Roy, thank you so much for coming on and doing this. Steve. All right. <laughs> yes, I voted us. Okay, so oh, I, think I must have missed it. Thanks, Mary. All right. Thank you, guys. Have a great weekend. I'll see you every Friday, 9 a.m. Pacific. All right. Next. Tired of overpaying for App Store optimization? Get unlimited ASO and app marketing support to increase your keyword rankings, downloads, and more importantly, your revenue. Learn more at asomasters.com. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.